What's up, Zambia? This recording was made in early 2022 with Adrian Mankachapindi of the National Arts Council, Zambia. This is Robin Piri from Sound Composed on the decolonizing of understanding of intellectual property and sound rights for women in Zambia, funded by British Council. The model he uses is, is not for research, he's a producer. So he produces and then the owners remain the, the producers remain the owners of the content. Uh, but I don't know to what extent that is true. Because with these things, there's always what is manifested and something that is latent, that is inside, which you may not really see. But from my interaction, uh, that's what I, 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 I felt. But I don't know... Uh, uh, what extent, but I've, I've, I even have a record from him. When I just saw his name, I was even trying to find it. It's in my office. Uh, but it's, it's a bit... Uh, I was saying the music from him normally is a bit not mainstream. It's not mainstream, not because of the music probably, probably because of how our music has been structured generally, where it has been alienated and um, uh, our music... Uh, is not mainstream. And you know, even with like traditional music, they are problematic ways because uh, uh, they, they seem to be indicating that uh, it is not music, it is the tradition. It, uh, I agree. It's like it, uh, it, uh, you know, it's, it should just be music. <laughs> you know, That's it's ways like true. folk folk music, like, okay, it's for folks, you know, the village mm-hmm. folks. They, in, in West Africa, they call them the bushy people. It's for mm-hmm. bushy people. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria, they call them bushy. So words like that, I feel uh, we sort of uh, put a label uh, on our music. It's music. It's music. It's music. It's music. Uh, but yeah, so I, I see the point, actually. I, I have not interacted with this page. Um, maybe because I don't trust Wikipedia or anything Zambian, uh-huh. but uh, <laughs> but it's, um, I mean immediately I look at it. I've seen a lot of problems. Yes, um, ethnomusicologists, uh, quite a lot of them. So yes. we've had about two or three ethnomusicologists in Zambia, a local native one. I don't know if there have been more that have come up, but the uh, native I know, for example, from Tonga, there was another Dr. Piri, Dr. Piri something, and the young, the younger one, the doctor, is Mr. Lamb. I don't know there's a doctor now. But uh, yeah, very interesting, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. You know, I've seen Mr. Moisa Mapoma. actually did some good work, but um, uh, um, well, they are calling me you know, ethnomusicologist. Okay, that's interesting. Joseph Ngandu, uh, John Mwensa. Oh, John Mwensa. Um, and Mapoma, the one, the one who died. Uh, Professor Mapoma, yes, Professor Mapoma. Oh, yeah, the father to stand up. Ah, yes, 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 yes. That's the Mwensa. So there's the Mwensa, Mapoma, and then there's the 
John Mwesa from the University of Congo. Uh-huh. Ah, nice. Hmm, interesting, interesting. But generally speaking, uh, in terms of uh, music, you find that the music in Southern Province is much more documented than anywhere else. Uh-huh. Um, partially due to, to uh, I mean, unfortunately, the Chukuni, Chukuni Radio and uh, and maybe Toma Museum and other people around that area. Uh-huh. Uh, but also because people don't see that music. I remember we once visited the the Mwata Kaze, Mwata, Mwata Kaze, the coach. Uh-huh. And uh, he then brought out his musician. Lovely stuff. I've never seen it anywhere. I've never heard it. Right. Even in the, during the Tomboko ceremony, you know, you don't hear it lovely stuff it was just music music they're just playing nice nice music yeah not dancing just the music you know uh-huh. and then we did the project some years back with uh, uh, dr kalumba in, in chiengi right uh, among the wheelers again there he, he was very very exposed uh, music uh, music and for the wheelie culture, the music system is very different because they are quite uh, uh, clear about what's the role of, your, of a musician. So the chief is only woken up by a musician in the morning. Okay. And as they wake up the chief, they are also presenting him with the calendar of the day or the challenges of the happenings of yesterday. So it's like a newspaper. So the chief, when he wakes up, chief putter. In the morning, chief put at the musicians then start telling, no, through song, of course. Of course. Or yesterday, there was a person who came, or yesterday there was an accident, or no, the price of Mimi is high, and things like that. Very interesting stuff. Anyway, uh, don't let me start talking about this thing that I'll be talking the whole day. Um, <laughs> um, but you'd, you'd be surprised. Uh, for example, I'm doing the research, but I'm not actually talking as much about uh, what I do. I've kind of kept it separate. Uh, I'll give you an example. For me, the drum, the drum is the the first communication. And this is what I tell every single artist throughout my entire life. I've said the drum is our first communication. And um, I believe that uh, for what I'm trying to do with my virtual infrastructure, in the virtual world, I'm placing the Zambia as a nation of drummers um, because of course even of in course. my childhood I remember drums everywhere it didn't matter where you went the drums were yeah. there right the instruments can yeah. change according to which area you're in or, or or the tribes that they relate to but the common denominator was the drum um, the drum Ngoma yeah. Ngoma well, each each one has got his name. Each one's got his name. There's like this common uh, uh, rhythm drum which you find everywhere. Uh, it's, um, you find it everywhere. The small, uh-huh. narrow, sort of uh, high ones, uh, medium pitch. They are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you find them in every tradition. You find them. But each each culture they have a different special drum, like the royal drum among uh-huh. the. Uh, like the Easterners, they have the Barure because um, other drums can be playing, but when the Barure plays, you just uh, 
you just know to say something. Even if you are like five mm. kilometers away, you can hear it. You tell him the village in the evening, you can hear it. They say the barule. There is Itumba among the, the northerners, there is the Namalwa among the, the southerners uh, who also got it from, uh, who also have a similar one in Northwest and the Christian drum. So yeah, I think the drum is, is, is very key, the two. Uh, two. There's a book, I don't know if, I used to have a copy, but I, the person who borrowed it uh, passed on and I couldn't give it from his estate. There's a book I used to, I read some years back, it was called Goma, A, a Path to Fruition. I don't know if you've seen such a book. Um, I've come across a lot of research papers, but um, okay. uh, the books are, uh, the ones I've seen, uh, as stated, I think uh, perhaps what I'm trying to point out is uh, the narrative um, has been controlled by uh, uh, our previous colonial uh, path. So we don't actually have enough uh, material. So for me, um, I guess when I'm looking at a virtual infrastructure and stating that there are a lot of jobs, uh, the what I call the unseen jobs that are there in Zambia, are the fact that the creative industries, yes, it exists, but all the supportive materials that go with it uh, don't exist. And it's actually our opportunity to create something. You will sit here and give me a resource of information. The tribes all have a resource of information. So within every single area that we have in Zambia, uh, there is the potential for stories to be told uh, that for me cover subjects like art, science as well, <laughs> because if we look at just the drum, mm -hmm. the ability to make a drum that someone can hear five kilometers away. Let's look at the Maoma as an example with um, Yeah. Um, yes. Obviously, yes. yes, there is the fact that uh, there is an entire ceremony. And um, again, the drums are reserved for uh, royalty in this case. Uh, but if we actually look at, obviously there's the, the secrets to how they're made. <laughs> and then there's also, mm -hmm. uh, the fact that when they are made, uh, they're only beaten under specific circumstances, but to have drums that shake the ground that way, to have drums that have been so hard for microphones to capture the recording, um, it's actually through, uh, Lumen TV, formerly CMS TV, um, Yep, That's okay. the, and it was Father Paul Samasumo who sent me a, a Kuomboka record um, a documentary they did. And at one point, uh, mm -hmm. when the barges were on the water, uh, it's the only time I got mm -hmm. one bounced clear signal. It lasted perhaps two or three seconds, but it was long mm -hmm. enough to hear the true tone of the drum because every other microphone I've listened to distorts that drum. And when oh. you and when you hear this true tone, I'm saying that, oh my goodness, it literally is the kind of sound that touches your soul. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm mindful of the fact that uh, most of these recordings, uh, I'll be very specific, have been carried out by ethnomusicologists, 
and uh, the majority of them were cut, were carried out when the rights wouldn't have been with us. So um, I guess my appeal uh, within this research will be, can we please stop allowing uh, the recording of our instruments and stop preserving our sounds and license things instead? We have the skills. <laughs> um, the reason why people are able to generate so much income is because of the first copyright. And when it comes to our traditional knowledge, uh, historically, it's just been extracted the same way minerals were just extracted from the mine. And uh, we get it back mm -hmm. as products mm -hmm. we're buying back. We should not be buying back our own music, really. We should be exporting it ourselves, uh, looking at all the different forms in which we can place it. Obviously, there'll be uh, one lot who, who will, who will uh, it's almost the sharers of knowledge. It's like the way we pass yeah. on... Uh, the way we pass on oral tradition, uh, you have one method of playing where it is passed and handed down. That knowledge of how mm -hmm. to play is handed down. Um, but then the disconnection with, say, for example, your music industry today, uh, where mm -hmm. many of these youngsters uh, either tell me they don't care about history or if they do care about history, they don't care about what they've perceived as um, inverted commas traditional music uh, they are chasing uh, sounds that come from elsewhere uh, there are good and you know there's pros and cons with everything uh, as in it's okay we, yeah, we are yeah. we have um, a very close tie uh, uh, across southern Africa <laughs> anyway so uh, and then we've always been a very welcoming country in terms of People can come from anywhere into the area and it's okay. We, we know how to live together. Yeah. So obviously through time, through time, uh, we will have a lot of different influences. Mm. Uh, and it's good to be able to yeah. communicate because music is communication. So there's nothing wrong with them yeah. doing this. Uh, what I'm pointing out is yeah. um, there are mm -hmm. new ways for mm. a younger audience to be engaged with uh, mm. their own culture to be giving it to them the same yes. way they, they use different platforms so for example for me mm. I design I design uh, I'll, I'll put it like this I design synthesizers I design oh, okay. sounds yes okay. um, so for me I, okay. I, I, I look at it more like we need to take some of our instruments ensure we have recordings mm -hmm. of them right and then mm -hmm. create synthesizers that like a Zambia synthesizer and you've got the sounds in there then it's easy for them to use in their productions uh, yeah. we we can create virtual sounds so it's easy for them to use yeah, yeah. Uh, I deal yeah. with vir yeah. virtual yeah. sound which yeah. is the the next generation of it so it allows people to literally put on virtual glasses and I want them to be able to actually enter uh a, a, a mm, virtual mm, village mm. and be able to pick up instruments and start yeah. playing them even though in reality those things are not there but when they put on those virtual glasses yeah. they're in that world and they can actually play it it's yeah, another way of, yes it's another okay. way of our exporting uh zambia but yeah. uh, the, the difference being yeah. we, we tell the stories <laughs> ourselves 
So we can actually say yeah. this is what this okay. instrument does. And somebody can literally even, you know, from children to adults, we just don't have the materials. We literally can have so many little cartoons and stories about the drum or the drummers, the meeting of the drummers, <laughs> the little drum village, you know, <laughs> or when the drummer yeah. went to town, yes. yeah. <laughs> the drummer from town goes to the yes. village yes. And, it's, and, and we're using just yes. the drums to create cartoons. Children are creating yes. Um, that's what we can put yeah. in their little books to make them read. <laughs> uh, we can literally yeah. use our culture in different ways. We have Kalulu stories from childhood, yeah. all of us. Um, and yet when we look at our branding of things, I'm saying we don't have Kalulu toys. Um, I think that like say, no. uh, yeah, even when it comes to the drums, we don't have the toy drum yeah. versions. Uh, I look at babies and I'm saying, yes. you can see the Makishi dancer. You can see how we use things mm -hmm. on our legs and our hands. So we can make pastel colored yes. versions with children that, you know, light up and make yes. little noises. <laughs> Even babies can wear these things on yes. their legs. And yes. uh, we start them early with music. Yeah. <laughs> um, similarly, yeah. I, I've said yeah. from before, the, um, the, the barges, for example, for the Lozis, um, they just need yes. a license which you know that the rights are retained by the lozis yes. but but the toys yes. we can have remote control boats <laughs> um yes yes uh, and these can travel yes, the whole yes. world packaged with the story yes. of kombok yeah. so everywhere i've been yes, looking yes. i started on this when i was about uh, as i said 16 17 is when i started working okay, on this okay. I, i wanted to have something called oh okay Yes, I wanted okay. to have something called Culture Productions. Um, the late ah, Edward, okay. yes, uh, with a K. The late Edward Shamana, yes, yes. the late Edward Shamana registered oh, okay. it. Yes, he registered it for for, for ah. me. Yeah, it was me, my sister, my brother. But oh, um, the, I, I needed three names. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. From, so as a young yeah. person, then. I was trying to find a way to reconnect to all the different cultures I could see, but for a new generation. Yeah. Because yeah. I would sit in Malachite. Okay, very interesting. Yes, sir. Yeah. I would sit yeah. in Malachite and watch yeah. the archives. That's how I knew that we were not yes. telling our own stories. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We are missing that, that link. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And... There is a law which was recently passed. It was a very difficult law. Uh, Traditional knowledge. Yes, 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 yes. 2015. Yes, 2015. Aripo? Yes, Aripo. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So we had a lot of uh, issues which were not taken on board. We were, we were brought on board uh, at the end of it. Uh -huh. And uh, we had a lot of issues um, Which we, which we were highlighting in terms of how the licensing system that they were proposing could not work because it was not uh, sensitive to the, the way these things are done. Yes. Because uh, one of the challenges you find when you are licensing traditional knowledge uh, is the issue of ownership. Yes. The issue of ownership. Yes. And uh, in Africa, the way we define ownership is not the same way 
a waste-defined ownership, you know? Correct. <laughs> yeah, I remember I grew up in a village. I grew up in a village. Yeah, right. I got the to grow up in the village. And uh, these things like my house uh, or my parents mm. uh, didn't even make sense until like I left the village. That's when I thought, no, no, this is now your house. You can't go sleep in another person's house, you know? Mm. Uh, that one is not your mother. That one is your the, the sister to your mother, you know. But um, I would I had like three or four grandmothers. I would sleep anywhere where the sun sets. No one would even bother me. Say, where were you? Uh, or I would wear my clothes. My brother would wear. My cousin would wear my clothes. There was all these things. So the uh, ownership at the, at some level, uh, we are we 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 advise to say they. The, the bill, when it was the bill then, is not sensitive to the cultural dynamics uh, of the the context, the cultural context that is unique in each different, different place. But uh, you know how these things are. <laughs> no, no. It was, uh, it was yeah, yeah it, was, it was, yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't think they'll even manage to, to enforce that, that, that law. Because it's uh, it was very vague in terms of how do you deal with. Sorry, the the network is uh, doing some performances. Oh no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So very interesting. I I find the conversation very stimulating, and uh, I think it's very important way that we are trying to go into. Uh, personally, I've um, uh, I've always. Uh, been yearning for uh, our own sound uh, yes. recording. Yes. Uh, I've always been yearning for that. And uh, that's why you find that even in terms of the taste of music, I yearn towards, I lean towards those musicians whose music uh, has a lot of drumming and traditional sort of tone. Mm-hmm. They like the Sakara Brothers and people like that. Mm-hmm. Because I always struggle to say, I wish I could buy the way we buy Beethoven and all these classical uh, yes. musicians. No, you yeah. buy a whole city of uh, of Mahoma drumming, you know, and it's, it's nice. It's, you're just enjoying. Yeah, I got some years back. I got some music from DNBC. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, the level because um, you could tell that uh, the recording was an afterthought. Yes. Yeah, it was like they were just uh, downloading <laughs> the separating the video from the, yes. from the record. It wasn't to record. The purpose was not to record. The purpose no. was just why that document and archive. Correct. Or as you are saying, there's a convoca ceremony and then uh, someone is recording, but the, the, the whole thing is not uh, is not recorded. So I think we need to do, and also I feel this thing, they, they are not... Uh, uh, they are not sensitive to. Uh, I know uh, there's a lot of science out there, there's a lot of digital improvement and things like that. But uh, there are some people like myself who believe that there's always this this dimension. Uh, I don't want to call it a spiritual. There's a certain dimension which we don't know about actually, and maybe we don't understand when it comes to drum, because ah. the drum. It's the yes, no. skin and wood, basically. Yeah. 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 But there's always something. Yeah. There's something. You know, when the Mbaru is playing or the Mahoma, you know? 
there's just something, there's just uh, a certain... And I think that's why the colonialists... Well, when the colonialists came, they banned the Barude. They banned the Barude, they banned all these big drums. Barude, Itumba, Mauma, they couldn't because they were linked to the royal palace. But they banned a lot of these um, drums, uh, which really... Yeah, so there's always this... Uh, so I don't know, they, I have this... Um, and I feel yourselves as researchers, uh, you know things like emotional intelligence, we didn't know about it uh, 50 years ago, but now we know about them. So I feel uh, with more research in the future, we will establish that there's always this dimension. Um, Not the physical. Yeah, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I was actually going to say to you that I did a documentary for uh, PBS in America which would be a, okay. a bit like uh, the ZNBC. <laughs> it's a public broadcasting okay. service. And it was actually yes, yes. on um, frequencies of sound. Okay, and, yes, 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 yes. And, um, Very interesting. It is actually used to, um, it has been studied as an area, uh, and it's, 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 it's actually used for mind control. Uh, so there is a relationship between frequencies definitely and um uh communication <laughs> uh and yes there's no doubt a connection between the spiritual level for me um sound is my <laughs> my specialism at the end of the day so uh if there's one thing that i want to be able to do is put in specifically um uh audio specialist training because i see about 70 different jobs just within sound itself um that would make a massive difference it's just how sound may be seen by an outsider but those who were recording us before were not recording with any interest in our spirituality um uh, short of learning uh, where the control lay. So if the control lay in a particular drum and they said, ah, when that drum plays, this is what's going on, then that just got banned straight away. So there's a correlation between all of this. Um, similarly, how good we feel, um, uh, how our spirits are raised, um, how our minds were prepared for war. The drummers are everywhere. They were the gossips as well. They could you know, be sent around to take around the information. They were the CNN, or as you put it, the new newspaper of the day. Um, so, uh, yes, it is the key area, I think, that we need to harness. So when it comes to things like what you were finding with the ZNBC uh, recordings in the archives, I used to watch how they recorded things. It would be like one mic for everything. Um, uh, I, I, I think that we're at the point that my preference is to set up with research and development in Zambia and to literally look at the different types of microphones that are required for the different types of drums we have uh, and not just buying in microphones from or importing them. <laughs> I'm sorry, all these things, we can make our own microphones and speakers. I mean, look at a drum symbol that they use in the modern drumming drum kits. It's 80% copper, 15% uh, tin, 5%, um, I think, you know, you can use silver. But 
there's no reason why locally we cannot be actually making a hundred percent copper and exporting that in our own shapes and in our own ways with our own cultural uh, uh, flavor. I just see so much that we should be exporting and not importing um, with the cables within the industry. We use so many cables, all the stands we have. My first keyboard stand was made by the um, uh, the mines. Uh, I needed a keyboard stand. My dad went to the engineering department at the mines in a, and um, it was a young engineer who came around to the house and I started drawing things and we measured stuff out and designed this keyboard which up until today it doesn't matter what keyboard stand i've ever used they're too solid the one that was created in zambia was the best keyboard stand because it had a, a flexibility uh, which is not in the design of uh, what's being designed elsewhere so yeah it is um uh it's not just our uh uh i'll say cultural forms that count it's the fact that we need to innovate to actually improve how we even present them because uh we can't just use a one-size-fits-all approach to recording our music uh it doesn't feel or sound the same in a recording and i think the most respectful thing we can ever do is just start again just hit the reset button and say how do we want this to sound how do we record it and get a better presentation of ourselves and with those recordings are licensed by ourselves. Yeah. Um, I did meet with, um, I think I sat with the registrar of PACRA and spoke about this. So he did tell me about the Arapa thing, Arapa thing before the meeting. So it might've been about 2013 because they were still discussing in Geneva. And of course you're going to have a problem because um, the whole issue is the Western world or global North or whatever the new name is, uh, we're not quite ready to allow uh, this Western mm -hmm. intellectual property, which had, had been, uh, or is the system really, to be replaced by um, uh, traditional knowledge, uh, simply because a lot of the patents and things that they created uh, would not exist. Because um, uh, we can look at Zambia as an example. If you come in and you take yeah, an instrument, you, you change the notes of it and then you say, I've invented the kalimba. Um, no, I think you've just modified an existing instrument. Uh, it's not, I can't go to a piano or a guitar and, and tune it out of key and say, I've invented the guitar. So mm. that could only happen because the law prevented all our tribes from saying, no, you are not the inventor. But instead, um, oh. looking at even this site, we're holding these people up as heroes. Uh, but they were very extractive. And the music yeah, that was extracted yeah, is yeah, still being yeah, sold yeah. around the world. And none of the benefit has actually come back to Zambia. Uh, I think our records are in, uh, mostly a few in Zambia, most mm -hmm. a few in Zimbabwe. South Africa would have quite a bit of it at the International Library of uh, uh, African Music. And then the UK definitely will have uh, the vast majority mm -hmm. of those recordings. So. This is about asking uh, to be able to control our own narrative and our own cultural space and be the ones who actually put out our information our way. That's what this decolonizing is. I don't think, um, uh, I think the reason we're misunderstanding a lot of what's going on 
with intellectual property is simply because a it was never translated to us b it was never created to actually um do anything but extract from us mm. and now that we're the ones who are in control we are doing an animal farm rather than looking at it differently so we just need to shift our viewpoint mm. and reverse our thinking and then intellectual property even if it's in this western form will work for us we should have put traditional knowledge first not intellectual property as above that uh because we were created before uh before someone else put a law into our territories yeah. uh and we're creative after that law is being amended and played with but uh yeah that's the crux of what i'm trying to say okay very interesting got you gunning for it in the jungle is a city got you honey for it eyes red shed yeah how much stunner for it insecurity and i'ma be a punter for it little fellas taking the egotist to go wonder for it get your funds get your guns get your little ones get your ticket and fence and then you will some pick it this is for my heart when i rip it apart i'm cooler than a grammy when i bring you the art and i'm a part with the words you can call me the smith choose the black well and i'ma give you a clip